Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so today's show, I want to talk about bump stocks. I want to talk about those the case that the Supreme Court, I don't know if you heard this or not, earlier this week, the Supreme Court denied to hear a, uh, actually two cases that were referenced, bump stocks. We're going to talk about how that affects bump stocks. How does that affect Michael Cargill versus the Department of Justice? Also, we have on Skype Gill. He's going to talk to us about expedient medical pouch. Going to find that. Going to find out what that is, and we're going to talk about how and what you should do to protect yourself or to take care of yourself after a shooting, or maybe someone else. Also, a cop shoots a kid eating a hamburger. What in the world is going on in San Antonio, Texas? We're going to travel down there. Also, in Colorado, the cop car, train crash. What is going on in Colorado? Good Lord, we're going to go there too. Alec Baldwin reached a settlement. What? Already? I need someone to go to jail. Also, Tinder date and guns? Hmm, we're going to talk about what that means. And also, <laughs> it just doesn't stop. A machete, Las Vegas stabbing, U.S. gun deaths. San Antonio, we're going to go, this San Antonio cheeseburger, I can't get this out of my head. What in the world is going on in San Antonio? A school axe attack? Someone used an axe at a school? And Kanye West, he hates Jews? Man, he is so going to get canceled. He don't even know, but he's going to learn today, let me tell you. And Brianna Taylor, you mean to tell me the cops in the Brianna Taylor shooting falsified the warrant? Hmm, it's time for someone to go to jail. We got all those stories we're going to talk about. Before we talk about those stories, though, I want to welcome my guest, Gil. Gil is a Marine. 
And he has a, a product called the Expedient Medical Pouch. We're going to find out about that. I want to get into I want to talk about your 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 background, Gil. You know, I want to talk about how did you design this? You know, how did you come up with this this product here? And how can this product help us as regular Joe and Jill's on, on the civilian side of the house? Gil, welcome to come and talk it, sir. Hey, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate you guys uh, wanting to have me on and reach out to uh, learn more about some of our stuff. So absolutely. So, Gil, tell me your background. You know, you, where'd you come from? What part of the country are you in right now? Uh, I'm currently in Tennessee, right outside Nashville. It's where the company's located. It's where I'm located. Uh, did some time in the Marine Corps. Did five years in in the Marine Corps. Uh, two over two of that was with the Presidential Security Team. Uh, up at Camp David. So I was a uh, React Force commander up there and uh, had a great time, had a lot of fun. Yeah, you had a lot of time to think about what you want to do afterwards, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Still knew I wanted something in the industry and, uh, you know, just kind of took what I learned from the military and brought it over to the civilian side. So. Nice. All right. All right. So you have this expedient medical pouch. What is this? So it's basically um, consulting with some guys, some friends of mine over at SOCOM within different areas inside that realm. Uh, we found that chest rigs, plate carriers, just a different way to mount medical that didn't make the overall profile big, um, especially for some of those guys. You know, they're trying to keep their their uh, overall size down uh, for certain areas inside vehicles or, or what have you. So I uh, did a lot of R&D with this and it kind of came out with with the expedient medical pouch in a way where you don't have to molly anything. Uh, just works with pretty much anything that's Velcro backed via chest rig or anything that's a Velcro front plate carrier. All right. So we're playing the video in the background here. So kind of talk us through how to build this thing. How do we, how do I build my own expedient medical pouch? Yeah. So basically there's two options you can get. Uh, you can get the stocked kit, which we do all the work for you here. Uh, that's the easiest way. Um, the other way to do it is if you buy an empty kit, the video that you're seeing now that teaches you how to stock it. Um, you don't have to use those components. I just tell people to, Keep in mind, the medical kit was designed around those components. And what we found was these are the common components that are within uh, the military and other uh, you know, law enforcement agencies. Um, so that's what we kind of spec'd the kit around um, for, for the basic profile and stuff like that. Everything you need uh, to treat uh, gunshot wounds or, or mass, mass casualty is, is within that kit. Okay. And then um, so talk us through how to put this together because the video is playing in the background here and you're actually – uh, show, you're, you're showing us, so I want you to talk. Yeah. You know, talk me through this here. Yeah. So the the uh, what you're seeing right now is the skid, and the skid is actually uh, organized. So on one side of the skid you have your airway, and the other side of the skid you have like massive hemorrhage and stuff like that. So uh, the days of kind of ripping a medical pouch open and just like kind of letting things go everywhere are kind of in the past. Uh, we want to know where everything is, and we want it compartmentalized. Uh, it makes really the the deployment of it easier so you can see right now i'm stocking the airway side of things uh you have your chest seals your npa um on that side as well you have your t triple c card for marking what you have done with the casualty now remember i'm i'm a civilian and so i i never joined the military so what are some yep. of these acronyms yeah so your npa uh is basically your near uh nasal phary pharyngeal airway um that's what goes through your nose um supplies an airway chest seals are for any puncture to the chest cavity um within that pleural space um so you put those chest seals on um we we use two one for an entrance wound one for an exit wound uh should there be one there's not always an exit wound um so that's that's kind of the stuff we do there combat gauze what you see me stocking now is basically 
for massive hemorrhage. Uh, it has a hemostatic agent built within the gauze. So you start with that uh, backfill with your normal compressed gauze. So you'll see me right now, I'm grabbing that uh, normal compressed gauze and putting that in there. Uh, that's your backing to your uh, hemostatic agent, i.e. the combat gauze, cellox, whatever you decide to use. And then the final thing that you'll see me put in on this side is going to be your uh, pressure dressing. Uh, we stock a four inch pressure dressing that just, again, applies pressure to uh, the massive hemorrhage, massive laceration, stuff like that um, to keep pressure um, and, and help with that clotting process. All right. Awesome. All right. We come back from the break. I want you to um, continue on and go back through that one more time and, you know, and tell us, you know, how can we build this? What, where do we get this stuff from? You know, can we get it from your website? I want to know all the details because I need to put my pouch together. I need my go. I need my go bad there. I need to be able to run out of the house and make sure I got everything in my vehicle. I want to make sure I'm prepared in case something happens. I'm driving down the road. I'm, you know, all of a sudden I come across a group of protesters or something like that. I want to, you know, be able to, you know, render first aid if I need to. One of my family members. We're going to talk about that. Also, we're going to talk about a federal judge halts a key part of the New York State gun law. Going to talk about that. Boy, New York State, you guys are going to learn today. We got so many lawsuits going on. We're actually suing the Department of Justice, Michael Cargill versus Department of Justice when it comes to bump stocks. We actually got a lawsuit going on in New York against the New York State. We had a lawsuit going on against the Connecticut, the state of Connecticut. We're suing everybody. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> And I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? Bow. 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. On Monday, the United States Supreme Court decided to deny cert to two other bump stock cases and not release a statement. That actually signals something. So let me explain to you what's going on. All right, so there are two other bump stock cases. There are a total of three cases that are going forward. Two of the cases have not had their day in court at all. So they haven't had a court date. They haven't gone to trial. Instead, the the what they're trying to get is they're trying to get a ruling on the merits of the case then go back to the lower court and have a trial on the case. Well, they've been going forward through they went through their, you know, their appellate court and they made it up to the Supreme Court. They're asking they were asking the Supreme Court to make a decision on the merits of the case so that they can have a trial. And so the Supreme Court denied to hear that case on the merits. And this was brought up 20 times in the Supreme Court. Someone, a judge, a justice on the court brought this up. Hey, let's we need to hear this 20 times. And then the Supreme Court said, "Okay, finally, now, no, we're not going to hear this case. Let's go ahead and send it back down to the lower court to make their own decision. And then the most important thing is they decided not to release a statement at all. That says a lot. The fact that someone brought this up 20 times meant that they really wanted to hear this case. The fact that they then release release a statement says that, hey, there's something else coming up the pipe. And we want to hear what this something else is that's coming up the pipe. We want to hear this other case that's had a trial, that's actually had a trial in the federal court, that's had a trial in the in the uh, appellate court. And we want to hear this case, which is Michael Cargill versus Department of Justice. Once the Fifth Circuit releases their ruling, which I think that they're going to rule in our favor, this case should be sent. It's going to be sent to the Supreme Court. This is going to be the most important case in our lifetime, the most important case. And here's why I say that. I say that because the whole point of this case is we're saying that the alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, they cannot regulate, they cannot create law. They cannot create law. Only Congress can do that. So the reason I say that is because Congress hasn't changed anything when it comes to bump stocks. They haven't ruled, they haven't created a law. The, the president hasn't signed it, hasn't gone through the House or the Senate or anything. So nothing has changed. The definition of machine guns has not changed in this country. So one of the justices on the Fifth Circuit asked an important question, and that was, for the last 10 years and three presidents, nothing has changed when it comes to this definition. So why all of a sudden the the ATF, the alcohol, tobacco, and firearms is coming forward and said, oops, we were wrong. If you were wrong then... Why should we believe you now? So they're like, hey, we're going to make the decision on what the definition actually means. And so 
That's what we're waiting on. This case is going to go to Supreme Court, and I think Supreme Court is going to rule on this. And here's what's going to happen from there. If Supreme Court agrees with Cargill versus DOJ, then that means that they will slap. It's going to slap a halt and decease on everything that the alcohol, tobacco, and firearms is trying to do for, for machine guns, what they're trying to do for AR pistols, AK pistols, SIG braces, different triggers, and trying to ban all those different things. They're not going to be able to ban that stuff anymore if we win this case. This will be a this will be the 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 example of why they're going to stop the ATF from doing what they're doing. So that's why this case is very important. And so I hope you guys are supporting me because we need to move forward. We need to push this case where it needs to go in hopes that the Fifth Circuit would do the right thing, which I think they will. And the Supreme Court, I think they're going to do the right thing as well. And we're going to be able to keep our AR pistols, not AK pistols, our triggers, our SIG braces, and all that, you know, everything. So this is very important. And then November is even more important. It's important that when we go to the polls in November that we need to make sure that we gain, we make sure that the Senate, in the Senate, the U.S. Senate, we have pro-Second Amendment senators in that Senate. I don't care what party they're part of. As long as they are pro-Second Amendment senators in that Senate, that way the pro-Second Amendment community can remain control in and of the Senate. We need to maintain that control come November, this midterm election. All right. So let me go back to our guests. All right. So, man, you know, I, I, I you know, Gil, you got it. I, I love this expedient medical pouch. And you're you're right in the middle of telling us how to build this list. I'm going to continue on with the video, and I want you to talk us through this. Uh, yeah, so basically, as long as you follow the March algorithm, and for the guys that don't know, um, massive hemorrhage, airway, respiration, circulation, hypothermia, uh, really, you could put anything you need in there to uh, follow that algorithm and make sure that uh, your kit is good to go. That, that carries over pretty much into any kit you build. It doesn't have to be ours. Uh, it can be anybody's. You can buy this stuff yourself and do it yourself, just Use that algorithm to kind of outline what you're doing within your kit, and you should be good to go. All right, and then you know, like your your website and everything. So how do we how how can we do we buy this thing? You know, buy buy these different parts and pieces from other places. Can we buy from your website? Yeah, you absolutely can. So you can get it from our website. That's www.raidworks.com. Uh, we sell the kit complete. We sell it empty. Uh, if you message us or shoot us an email, we can sell you the uh, components individually. Um, there's really anything we can do to help you guys in the medical field. We will we will make sure that happens. So whether you buy it from us or not, you just need to list of stuff. You just need suggestions for what you can get at your local Walmart or stuff like that. Uh, we can absolutely help you in any way, shape, or form you guys need. So don't hesitate to reach out and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll make sure that we take care of you guys in the medical side of things. All right. So I, so as a gun store, if I'm giving classes to people and, and showing them, you know, how to actually perform these different tasks on an individual, if something happens. So the, as a gun store, I can actually go to you and actually purchase this stuff and then, you know, maybe get it from you like a wholesale price or something like that and then sell it retail maybe. Absolutely. Yes. We are open to taking dealers at this time. Uh, in, the, in the beginning, we weren't. We were just trying to kind of learn this process. But 
uh, we are at that point now that we are absolutely taking dealers on on this stuff. So if that's something you guys are interested in or anybody else is interested in, like I said, feel free to reach out um, or even just, like I said, assistance with other stuff that you guys stock and, and what have you. We will absolutely help in any way, shape or form. We're not biased to our products. Uh, we take care of pretty much anything that you guys will need. Okay. And then do you sell them as a complete as a complete uh, package or individually? How does that work? Yeah, we sell a complete version. So what we'll do, we'll pack it. Um, all this stuff is brand new from North American Rescue. That's who we use to stock the components. Uh, so you'll get a ready-to-go med kit if you uh, want the stocked option, or you can get an empty version if you already have stuff that's supplied by your department, the government. Uh, you already have some stuff from a, a kit that you um, already purchased. You can get an empty one, and, and that stuff will just plug and play right into that kit. All right. I got someone asking about expiration dates. Uh, expiration date is how long on your pre-filled kits? Yeah, so all the stuff that we buy, um, it comes by quarter. So uh, the quarter this year, you know, we'll we'll buy brand new stuff for the quarter, and normally that stuff is good for years, uh, anywhere from from three to five years, depending on the on the stuff. So um, you know, we get, we update it every single quarter, so you're never getting out of date med stuff. Uh, if it if it breaks that quarter, we simply dispose of it and get new stuff. So we're not we're not letting that stuff get too far uh, into the stock before we we replace that question for him no okay all right so um and 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 you're not on so you're not on facebook you're not on twitter but you're on you're on instagram right that is correct and that that uh handle is at raid works at raid works raid works that's r-a-i-d-w-o-r-x on instagram so definitely check him out uh the video that we're playing right now in the background actually is the video i believe that plays on on your instagram page as well right Correct. Yep. It's on the website and it is on the Instagram page. Nice, 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 nice. Um, man, can you give me some pricing? Yeah. So I believe right now the empty kit is $80. Um, you know, that's just the empty, that's the pouch, the skid. Um, and then you have the stock version and I know medical stuff right now. I'm sure you guys are well aware with the, the conflict and stuff that's been going on in the world between the, the Ukraine, Russia stuff, uh, medical stuff we're seeing, it, it jumps in price. It comes back down. So what we do is, that, that market constantly fluctuates. We try to get it as cheap as possible and pass it on to you guys as cheap as possible. Um, just right now, knowing where the situation is, we have back orders uh, for some components, and that's right around 180 to 190, depending on the current situation that's going on in the world. All right. And then tell me, what made you decide to – how did you come up with this product? What, what, why did you choose this? Uh, we were seeing between the law enforcement side, the military side, and the civilian side, because now we're seeing an uprise of people owning body armor, uh, which is great. I think everybody should. Um, we're seeing where now the guys are mounting stuff in a way that, that might not be conducive. It, it might take up more space than what is needed. So our goal when we set out to do this was to mount it in the most streamlined way possible with the most modular way possible. So with chest rigs and plate carriers, we wanted to take up pretty much no bulk as in width or depth. Um, forward and back or the sides, and we were able to do that with the uh, the EMP. Okay. And then we come back from the break. I, I want to have some fun. I want to talk about some of those guns behind your head there. I want you to show off, you know, some of the uh, some of the nice stuff you got, little toys you have behind you. I want to see some of that. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, boy, right. I'm going to start drooling. That's right. We're going to have a little <laughs> fun here. We're going to talk about some guns, yeah. And so you have, you have other products as well, right? Or this is your the only thing you're, you have right now? 
of other products. We offer a new optics riser um, that, that's kind of new. Um, it's been taking the world by storm, really. We've been selling out of those pretty much nonstop. Oh, and we have some okay. other stuff in the works. All right, so. hold on. We're gonna, when we come back from the break, I'm going to ask you about that. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace. This is Maj Toure. You're listening to Come and Talk It Radio with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're with Gil here, and Gil is, is from... Raid works, and Gil is telling us about his EMP, um, expedient medical pouch. Learned about that. Now I want to ask Gil about some of the products he, you know, some of the the fun toys he actually has uh, behind his head there. Before we get into those those toys, Gil, what are some of the other products that you sell? Yeah, so we offer uh, right now we offer our uh, riser system for optics. That seems to be the um, really hot seller right now. We're constantly selling out of those. And then we have some other stuff that's coming down the pipe uh, really soon around SHOT Show time. So uh, kind of stick tuned for some of that. I don't want to give it away yet as it's still in like the prototype phase and T&E phase. But there's some cool stuff that's hitting the line here pretty cool. All right, nice. All right, and let's get to the toys. Let's get to the fun stuff. Check this out. All right, go ahead. Go ahead, Gil. Yeah, so um, kind of just your normal setup here. I have obviously an SBR uh, here. So this is like kind of my 10-3 setup. Uh, has our optics riser on it, our magnifier block, and a uh, little bit of some peck action and, and stuff for night vision shooting. So is that this a is kind Daniel of, Defense Riz Rail I see on that puppy? That is a Daniel Defense Riz Rail, absolutely. See, we're, uh, see, we're, yeah. we're good here. We're real good. Oh, man, I have a SUP on MK18. I'm staring at I'm jealous. <laughs> Yeah, so this is actually an old Savannah marked one uh, and stuff like that. And then, or I'm sorry, it, this is a newer Savannah one. And then also I have a Black Creek uh, behind me. So mm-hmm. kind of the older stuff. But uh, near and dear to my heart is the, the old Block 2 program. So built out one of those. And then uh, 
for the for the longer gun, kind of an SPR type setup. I got the 14.5 set up. Got an A tacker on there, an offset T2. Same goodies up front, PEC uh, and light uh, suppressor, obviously as well. Got to have a suppressor. So. No kidding, but oh boy, I hear MK. I hear the original SOP mod you have as well. Oh, ho, 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 ho. yeah, she does very well. Uh, very happy with the setup, and then obviously these are the two uh, guns that I use uh, primarily for teaching and stuff like that. So nice. What do you teach? Uh, we teach all over the country. So we teach, uh, you know, law enforcement. We teach civilians, uh, some government guys and, and whatnot. So we, we kind of do it all. Uh, we do everything from rifle pistol, explosive breaching, um, interior tactics, night vision, vehicle stuff. I mean, you, you name it, we offer a class for it. So Nice. Man, okay, tell us about this rifle right here. Yeah, so... We got a couple behind me as well. So obviously now the whole trend is with the 300 blackout. So we built a couple 300 blackout guns uh, for some some covert low vis type stuff. So you know throw some subs in there with a can and you're good to go. And then as you can see again another pec. Uh, all the guns are set up for night vision use. You know it's dark about half the time, so you might as well have something that's capable at night. And then in the back there is an unfinished. Uh, kind of a DMR, SPR kind of thing that I'll be competing with at SAC with a buddy. Uh, SAC is the Sniper Adventure Challenge, so we'll be doing that in 2023. Nice, nice. And tell us about some of the classes you do. Yeah, so uh, right now, it's uh, we kind of do it. It's not open enrollment. You've got to reach out to us, and we will uh, come host or whatever, or you can come to us, uh, grab some buddies, and come out and do that. By 2023, we're hoping to do more of the open enrollment stuff. It's just been so busy this year with product development and uh, kind of dealing with the law enforcement side of things and, and whatnot that we're kind of swamped. But we're hoping by 2023 we have that kind of, you know, lined out and we can start opening some op open enrollment stuff. So, nice. uh, but if you're an agency, like I said, feel free to reach out or even just a civilian and you have some buddies that want to come learn, we are all for it. There's really nothing we won't teach. We believe that, you know, you guys should learn as much as everybody else um, and, and be capable just like everybody else. Nice. We're going to have to get you to come to Austin, Texas and give us a course. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime. Now, you, uh, go back to that one you had before this one because yeah, you had it kind of like, had a nice little, I, I like the nice little, uh, little, I don't know, you had a little cover on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so, that suppressor sleeve. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the 14.5. So, yeah, we use, uh, for guys that don't know why you use them or whatever, it's more than just kind of taking, you know, the, the heat. Uh for anything with a magnified optic, when you start, you know, shooting at distance, that mirage will come off the can and it will start washing your reticle and target out. So if you can mitigate that mirage, that helps when you start ranging and stuff like that. So really multi-purpose there. Um, you know, suppressors are, they have a great, a great feature. Uh, it's kind of like hearing protection all the time. So hopefully pretty soon they're off the old uh, NFA list. We can only hope. Um, so, you, as, so you can keep that sleeve on there while you're firing? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is a Liberty Defense sleeve. Um, they're they're awesome. They do a great job. But yeah, this stays on here throughout the duration of fire, and then uh, basically, like I said, it just cuts that mirage and lets me lets me see a little bit better through the magnified optics. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that you know when you you get your rifle and you build it out, you know that you need a sling for it. <laughs> people, I think people typically forget about the sling. You know, that's oh, actually yeah. really important. Yeah, no, I mean, you're going to pretty much shoulder the gun, and uh, it's, that's not forever. So you got to think of, you know, you're going to have that gun hanging. So 
uh, definitely want a good quality sling and, uh, you know, make sure that it, it holds up to whatever you're doing. And so you use a, you got a, you got a light, you use a red dot or anything. What, what else? What, tell me about uh, some of the options. Yeah. So this, um, this is more of a, a kind of a dual, we call it dual cool, like a dual rule kind of gun. So I have a one to eight on here. Uh, I can crank up the mag, uh, get good PID and make good engagements. And then I can roll the gun to the side and I have an offset T2 here uh, by aim point. So anything up close, I can kind of just roll the gun and, uh, you know, use that up close. And then anything else is just kind of an augment, you know, the IR device or the visible laser I can use uh, big time under night vision there. And then I think all your weapons, regardless of what it is, should have some kind of white light. You can't shoot what you can't ID. So uh, positively ID at that. So make sure that you're able to do that. I think all your weapons, regardless of handgun, rifle, shotgun, whatever, should have some kind of white light uh, to make sure that you've got good PID before you decide to start pressing that trigger to the rear. Definitely agree on that. And um, you, I see you use the Scout uh, 600 or 6000D with the uh, top-mounted pressure switch. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah, so I do, uh, regardless of whatever it is, some guys will kind of knock the pressure switch thing because they fail. I have seen the push buttons on pecs fail. I have seen regular click caps fail. So for me, it's a redundancy thing, just like backup irons or what have you. So I run a dual switch. Uh, sometimes I run a single switch depending on whatever the gun is, but... Uh, most of the time, if I'm going to do IR work, I just kind of use the pressure switch on the PEC. If I, if it, for some reason that fails, I have redundancy in my switch systems uh, all the time. I don't want either of these failing, and if one does, I have a backup. Excellent. And then, um, what's your uh, what's your can per, uh, what's your can preference? Is it uh, Surefire or um, Dead Air, something like that? Yeah. So I I use uh, between the Knights cans and the Surefire cans. So this is a Socom RC2. Uh, I've been using this for. For a while, it's been a great can. And then the Knights uh, NT4 line, I've been using quite a bit. I have heard great things from Dead Air. I've heard great things from Silencer Co. Uh, I just use these two. But as long as it's a good quality can, I think you're going to be all right. So just make sure you get it from a trusted manufacturer and uh, run it. Burn it out, you know. Get some trigger time. Mm -hmm. All right, and then someone's asking about the medical kit. They're saying, huh, is this medical kit designed to be used on the person that is wearing or carrying it. So if we go through, and not to go on a tangent, but if we go through the medical uh, self-aid buddy aid, we call it Corman aid, um, normally a higher level of care, it's both. So you can deploy it yourself, and then you'll notice on that med kit, there's a red handle that comes down. That's for everybody else to see. They can grab that handle, yank it, and deploy that medical kit on you should they need to. So it's both. Um, not only it's because it's a Velcro back, we've seen guys stick them to the roof of cars. We've seen them stick them to the console of cars, like along the firewall. Um, as long as there's carpet, that, that Velcro will adhere. So you don't have to wear it. You can put it in a vehicle. You can put it on anything that's Velcro. I know there are packs these days that have Velcro all over them. Don't be afraid to throw that on a bag or what have you as well. All right. And, and that's what you really should do. You need to use the per that person's medical kit on that person that you're, you're working on. Rather than use yours, use yours, then... You're not going to have anything once you need it for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So if you can deploy that individual's kit, by all means, do it. That's why we have the identifier on there. And there's also IR identifiers. So you can dual market. The cross and the actual patch itself are two separate pieces. You can rip the cross off and put an IR identifier on there. And now you have it where guys can see it under nods and they can see it with, you know, just normal vision. Now, when you guys do your courses, do you do like a classroom portion and a range portion? Or is it all range? Uh, most of the time for the shooting, we do uh, all range. It's, it's pretty much you show up at the range. 
everything kind of goes through there. Um, we are one-on-one -on -one with you guys most of the time when, when it's the starting part. And then we, uh, we have obviously RSOs for each amount of shooters. We keep the ratio really good. So you don't feel like you're kind of getting distance and, and forgotten about. So, uh, we do all that on the range and, and really try to get his guys as much trigger time as possible. Uh, certain classes do require a classroom portion, but for the most part, it's right there on the range. Now, um, how many people do you have in your class? It all depends. We've had we've had entire SWAT teams. We've had one-on-one -on -one classes. We've had you know anywhere from six to twelve. It it really all depends on on what the class is, but we will make it work uh, regardless of the number. All right. Do you have a list of items that you actually recommend that people bring to class? Yeah, yeah. You can find that when you when they reach out to us via email, we'll release that pack list we call it, and they uh, are able to to go through that. It's a bulleted list. It makes it super simple for you guys to to pack what you need. And then should you forget something, we bring extras of everything. That's extra ammo. That's extra magazines. To extra guns. If your gun were to go down, you're not out of class. Uh, we will supply you with a rifle, a handgun, whatever, and you can continue doing whatever you need to do. Man, okay, awesome, man, Gil. We're gonna reach back out to you. Because we we may have to get you down here to Austin, Texas, to give us a course, uh, and and we may put something together here, you know, at our gun range. Absolutely, whatever you guys need, feel free to reach out, and uh, we'll make it happen. All right, and then once again, tell everybody, you know, how they can reach you. Yeah, so uh, the the Instagram is RaidWorks, R A I D W O R X. Same thing, www.raidworks.com. And then if you need to, feel free to hit the contact at raidworks.com email for any questions, comments, or concerns, or to just simply say, hey, we love it when people just reach out and say, hey. So uh, feel free to do that, and uh, we'll respond immediately. Nice. And then you know what? You know, Gil, I, I like how you ended your video on your website. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, on, on Instagram there. I thought that was great how you did that. And we're getting ready to go to break, so I want you to – you know, kind of send us the break. Yeah, you know, uh, as always, remain lethal. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hi, this is Stephen Wolford, the Barefoot Defender. I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, the Supreme Court's big Second Amendment decision is wrecking, wrecking havoc on gun safety laws. And this is the current big Second Amendment decision. And that is, so basically a federal judge has struck down New York's ban on guns in airports, summer camps, crisis shelters, and the subway. What's Not to mention... New, uh, Times Square. They literally said Times Square is no longer uh, uh, a gun, can no longer be considered a gun-free zone. Basically what New York tried Yeah, because what do you do? I mean, I'm going to Times Square. I'm going through Times Square. I'm just passing through. 
what do I do with my gun? It's a property, not a permit. That's the big deal is that uh, New York was trying to make sure that every single location, whether it was public or private, was barred access for carry. So it was really limiting the free travel of your concealed carry people. And what the uh, judge here said is that you cannot do that. Mm. And so so give me uh, the backdrop on you – know, tell me about all this stuff. So what happened was initially um, New York was a may-issue permit location. So what that means is you had to uh, give reasonable doubt or uh, a reasonable – reason i guess you could say <laughs> within reason of why you needed a gun and self def just for self-defense was not good enough you actually had to be like a business person you handle large amounts of money you had to have certain amount of you had to meet a certain level of requirement that was um unreasonable for the average individual to actually get a permit so when the permitted system was struck down by the uh, supreme court that said you cannot do this New York said, okay, and then they started banning guns in every almost every location known to ban. It mm. was subway systems. It was Times Square. It mm. was – you were almost limited to, like, the sidewalk in only your neighborhood. Wow. And so just now, the uh, or two days ago, I guess it was, the, uh, a federal judge said, New York, you can't ban guns except in very limited locations. Mm. So the court declared unconstitutional New York's 110-year-old license requirement for concealed handgun carrying. Justice Clarence Thomas' majority opinion held that New York could not require licensed applicants to show a heightened need for self-defense different from the community at large. As, a significant, as significant as that holding is, about a quarter of Americans live in jurisdictions with similar laws. So the court grafted a brand new, still ill-defined test for Second Amendment cases going forward. Under that novel test, courts hearing Second Amendment claims may no longer ask if a challenged law is effective at reducing gun violence. Instead, they may only uphold gun laws that are grounded in this nation's historical tradition of firearm regulation. Now, the test is revolutionary. Laws enacted in the days of of horses and buggies now dictate whether, for example, the current Delaware legislature can restrict the making of 3D-printed firearms to licensed gun manufacturers. Uh, as expected, the applications of brewing novel tests in the lower courts has been troubling so far, according to some people. <laughs> and so, uh, man, I, this is going to be very mm -hmm. interesting. We Very have a wonderful meme on uh, on Twitter about that uh, amazing man, Clarence Thomas. It's a picture of him, and it says, nice uh, gun restriction bill you got there. It would be a shame if I deemed it unconstitutional. <laughs> oh man i tell you this is it's it's gonna be this mm. is gonna be great i am so looking for that bump stock ban uh getting that's, lifted up i uh, uh when the supreme court takes a look at that thing and that's why elections matter it matter it matters you know this this midterm election is so important because we need to make sure that we keep congress from creating any new gun laws that's very important so mm -hmm. we need to get rid of some of the anti-gun uh you know, senators, mm -hmm. and you need to make sure that the U.S. Senate stays pro-Second Amendment. Mm -hmm. and if we can make sure they stay pro-Second Amendment, then no new gun laws will pass. Yep, and um, not to go on a tangent or anything, because good Lord, am I love in love with my Mossberg 500s. Everybody who knows me on Twitter knows I'm a 500 simp, but when they sought mod clone like that was just shown, I get all drooly because she was my first favorite. 
And with the gun, if anybody's able to pass a uh, weapons restriction ban like they've been talking about in Congress, we lose the right to own something like that. And that's kind of a frustrating thing to understand. Yeah, so you need to reach out to your family members that live in Georgia, in those states that a Senate is up for re-election. You need to reach out to them and get them to go vote and vote for the pro-Second Amendment candidate, whoever that is, in that particular state. Because this election, I cannot stress this to you enough, this election is the most important election uh, for the next two years. Come on, man. And this could affect you. If we lose this election, we're going to lose a lot. Mm-hmm. So you better reach out to your family members in other states that are voting on a senator, a U.S. senator, to make sure that they go out and vote. Yep. I mean, Brandon's already licking his chops. <laughs> Matter of fact, he's, um, he Let's went go, in. Brandon. <laughs> he went in and, um, if I remember correctly, he actually uh, pardoned a bunch of federal crime, uh, federal felonies on weed possession. Mm-hmm. And why he did not do this earlier on is probably an indication that this is a power move to try to keep himself in office. It shows how desperate they are. This is a desperate move to main, to keep control of the House and the Senate. Mm-hmm. Desperate. This is yeah. the last-ditch effort. Now, I will actually put in this caveat. Most of the time when I actually see a pardon occur is right before an election. So this is a this is a dirty-handed move in my mind that both parties play. So don't quote me, don't at, or don't at me, don't text me, don't write me when I say that. But I consider a pardoning right before an election to be a dirty trick to try to gain votes. If I'm going to pardon anybody, I want to do it right after I either got into office or... Or maybe in the middle of my term, not towards the end or close to an election. That the that seems pretty pretty sus. <laughs> Let's go to Odessa, Texas. Odessa, Texas. A suspect accused of choking two infants after forcing his way into Odessa. Now this is not in our doc here. This is not in our show doc, Mm-mm. but. This, this is news. Yeah, this is news here. So a suspect a suspect accused of choking. Two infants after forcing his way into a De- Odessa hospital nursery. This is insane. What's up with this, Matthew? I have no idea what this guy was uh, up was up to or what was going on through his mind. I, I know his girlfriend or his fiance was already in the middle of labor, and I guess he just flipped out. But still, this is insane. Mm. So- Especially since he fought off security guard and tried to keep going at it. So an 18-year-old was arrested Monday night, accused of forcing his way into Odessa Regional Medical Center. Uh, Marcus McGowan Jr. is charged with two counts of attempted capital murder, possession of a controlled substance, attempt to take a weapon from an officer, assault of a public servant, and resisting arrest, criminal trespass, and assault. McGowan forced his way into the nursery and began assaulting patients and staff. McGowan was visiting the hospital while his girlfriend was in labor when nurses told police he started acting strangely. Nurses told police he approached the nurse's station in labor and delivery and grabbed one of the nurses by the arm. He was told to leave. But according to the affidavit, he was then seen running back and forth in the hallway described as odd and unreasonable. Later, McGowan ran at full speed at registered nurse uh, one of the registered nurses there in the hospital, and an, at also, you know, a mom who was being released from the hospital, holding a newborn baby in, in a carrier, 
And according to the witnesses there, they say, hey, he was screaming, yelling, shove, shove one of the um, shove the nurse there while trying to get into the nursery. What are you going to say? I will say this. You don't need a gun to hurt somebody. Uh, asphyxiation of a toddler, especially if they turn blue and with oxygen loss at that early brain level stage, can be catastrophic or even detrimental to um, development of a proper human at that point. And not to mention shaking a kid at that age, shaking a baby, you're causing major brain trauma at that age. Yeah. And so, yeah, this is, man, this is insane. Um, um, Komodo dragon pin, um, if he does get uh, convicted, please. I, w- I, I would love to have, I'd love for him to feed some animals. <laughs> All right. So, man, just, just some crazy stories that are, you know, that are going around. And um, what about the, the one with the, uh, what is it, the firearm policy? Oh, so this is actually in line with what's going on with the bump stocks. So besides my boss, uh, he is the owner and operator of Central Texas Gunworks. I am the moron slash dork slash geek slash nerd slash anime, uh, anime respecter behind the counter of Central Texas Gunworks. Nerd but I also am a... <laughs> I'm also a major uh, follower of Firearms Policy Coalition, partially because... Um, Unlike the NRA, who tends to kowtow towards the gun, uh, the anti-gun style, firearms policy, Col- Par- firearms policy coalition holds no punches. You all are amazing. You sit there on Twitter and you will literally ram stuff down people's throats in the most blunt way possible. Thank you. And what they got to have happen was in eighty percent, the uh, ATF was trying to rule a receiver definition change that would cause the eighty percent receivers to become basically required for serialization prior to being sold, even though they're unbuilt. Plus, they would have to be serialized if they were being gunsmithed by a proper uh, armorer, even though they were coming in as a non, uh, just for simple like maybe a trigger swap. Maybe, uh, how many times have we had one of those come on into our shop for, like, simple stuff like a sight-in? Oh, yeah, a lot. We would have had to serialize each one of those, and what the federal judge said is they said, no, there's an expanded injunction. You will have to wait ATF and stop and cease and desist. So this is the firearm policy definition of a receiver, right? Mm-hmm. A receiver and a ghost gun. So this is all about the ghost guns now and defining a ghost gun, defining a... At home, three printed or at home milled a receiver that was not serialized to begin with, or as a certain individual on Twitter likes to call them, a eighty uh, percent paperweight. So, just so you know, uh, the Department of Justice Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Explosives Frame Receiver Receiver Final Rule g- went into effect on August twenty third of twenty twenty two. The new rule modernizes the definition of a firearm. It makes it clear that parts kits that are readily convertible to functioning weapons or functional frames or receivers of weapons are subject to the same regulation as traditional firearms. This rule will help curb the proliferation of ghost guns, which are off, which are often assembled from kits. We come back from the break, talk about that and more. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so let's talk about this frame and receivers here. All right, so the ATF's intentionally vague frame and receiver rule is impacting businesses and gun rights. So it's it's like they're trying to force us to file a lawsuit to shut them down, or they're, they're hoping that we won't file a lawsuit and spend this money to be able to, you know, to, you know, 
to show that it is legal for us to do this stuff. So companies selling 80% receivers and other homemade firearm parts have been getting uncomfortable calls and questions from their credit card firms and payment processors. Now, this is a story out of Truth About Guns. Man, you got to definitely go to this website, Truth About Guns. They do some awesome reporting when it comes to the Second Amendment. Now, the um, the Grid Defense, formerly Ghost Firearms, which is located in Daytona Beach, Florida, got a call from their MasterCard payment processor on Wednesday of um, you know last September. And they were told, they said, we were told we may be violating some of their policies regarding ATF's new frame and receiver rule. And just so you know, the credit card companies are sending a, an, an email with a like a DocuSign document for gun if if they know that you are a you know manufacturer or retailer seller of firearms they're asking you to sign and acknowledge you know the new rules or whatever it is and honestly i refuse to sign that stuff so i ignored them uh so i'm gonna make you know force them to cancel my account because i'm not signing it you, know, you can't force me to sign some document and you know i you know i'm a sporting goods store I'm a I'm a safety store. You know, it's all about safety for me. You know those uh, little twenties that you have in the back of your uh, sock drawer? Might want to start pulling those out instead of swiping that piece of plastic. The ATF is not being clear about their fire their frame receiver rule, which went into effect in um, in August. So they're causing private companies to be confused about their ruling, and it, it is going to negatively affect the industry, uh, the gun industry. ATF likes to muddy the waters with confusion, and it's starting to affect Americans, American commerce and the Second Amendment. Um, and so hopefully, you know, these large financial companies choose to support the Second Amendment. If they don't, and the ATF will muddy the waters over unfinished receivers, you know, what do you, how do you think this will, you know, it's going to affect everything? So, you know, some of the, what some companies are saying, hey, the frame of receiver rule is relatively simple according to this company out of Florida. Uh, they say the 80% AR receiver uh, that they sell do not come in, in drilling jigs or finishing instructions. As such, they're considered an unfinished receiver and not a firearm. As far as the federal government will tell you, the ways they've described the rule, unfinished receivers without a jig or finishing instructions remain fully legal and not a firearm. Nothing has theoretically changed since the way business was done previously with respect to the aluminum 80% AR-type receivers. So let me say that again. They're saying that as far as the federal government is concerned, unfinished receivers without a jig or finishing instructions remain fully legal and not a firearm. So if you sell just an 80% lower receiver, then you're good to go as long as you sell the parts to it. Exactly. So, sounds good to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the ATF is not answering... You know, the question of, you know, which is causing private financial companies to react, even though it's not necessarily the law because of the ATF's unwillingness to give further guidance on the matter. Some companies are, you know, are saying, hey, we believe, you know, our our payment processor is a 2A friendly and that they are on board with disputing allegations that are that we are violating the rules. So, you know, we're hoping you know that they do that. Me? I'm just not going to answer those questions. Nah. I, you know, I have a right to remain silent. Anything I say can and will be used against me in a court of law. Like I said, 
Bitcoin and I or can, paper. And you can lie to everyone except law enforcement. Don't lie to the police, but I can lie to everybody else. I'm not <laughs> answering all these questions. Exactly. I'm telling you straight up, lie. L-I-E. And don't forget, Central Texas Gunworks does offer paper sales. We, we still accept cash. We accept Bitcoin. We accept Litecoin. And we accept Ethereum. So you can just go ahead and keep that plastic at home and break out the crypto. <laughs> so, man, I tell you. And, 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 of course, the ATF Public Information Officer is not returning any phone calls at all and answering any, any of these questions and clarifying this. I'm pretty sure he's in cahoots with the uh, two floors down and DEA doing uh, all kinds of fun stuff in the back room. <laughs> Insane. Uh, so, man, I, it's, man, this is it's just another thing. And this is why, you know, we're hoping that the, you know, the Cargill versus Department of Justice case goes forward so we can shut all this stuff down. Mm-hmm. We win this case in the Supreme Court. We can stop all of this stuff. We may be able to re- repeal the NFA. Oh, you be you know you just, you just mm-hmm. never know. Just never we know. hope so. Never know. All right, so let's see what else we got going on. Um, San Antonio. Oh, we crud. All right, let's go to San Antonio. So, a San Antonio, a police officer was fired after shooting at a teen sitting in a McDonald's parking lot eating a burger. We can't even show this video. It's it's just, it's so it's graphic. Dis- it's so disturbing. It is so disturbing to me. You know, just just picture yourself. You're driving down th- I-35. You're driving on Mopac. You're, you're you know, in the sound of my voice there on the radio. Uh, let's just, just picture yourself driving. You know, you're pulling to a McDonald's parking lot. You go through the drive-thru. You order yourself a, a meal. And then you pull into a parking space. You say, you know what? I don't want to get my steering wheel all greasy. Let me just finish my meal while I'm sitting in the parking lot. I and do you- that a lot. Right, and you commence to you know join your burger and your fries. And I, I, and me, I tend to like the fries a little better. I like the fries first. I tend to be a Taco Bell guy, so I'm all about that uh, like three beef quesadillas. <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, anyway, so any drive-through, you enjoy your favorite meal. Doesn't have to be McDonald's. Doesn't have to be Burger King. Doesn't have to be Wendy's. It could be Taco Taco Schmell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you like. All right, so you're enjoying your favorite meal, and you sit in a parking space, and all of a sudden, your door flies open, and you know, and someone says, "Step out of the vehicle, get you know, out of the or car. get out, or get out of the car." Man, I'm telling you now, car. The first thing that comes to my mind is carjacking. carjacking. <laughs> no, yeah. They haven't announced themselves. Yeah. It's a car. Ja- and to my mind, that's carjacking. Holy your Christ. brain is not even registering. That's a cop. You're just thinking, "Oh my God, this person is trying to rob me." So you immediately you react. You, man, you throw the car in reverse. You throw it in drive. You do whatever you can to get the heck out of there. And that's what this kid did. I mean, this this person flew, opened the door, and says, "Get out of the car." He immediately, he, all he saw was like a light, a flash, you know, like a, a, a flashlight. He couldn't even make out the image of a cop, of a cop that was standing there. So he immediately threw the vehicle in reverse, backed up and tried to take off. And this cop just blew him away. Actually, he the survived. The most disturbing, yeah, but the most disturbing thing I've ever seen ever. It's a full. Ma- it's nearly a full mag dump. I mean, this officer probably put almost a half a magazine of a full size handgun into that car door window, just to give you an idea. Oh, and most-, most importantly, I actually watched a bit of the um, a bit of the news conference about this. Officer called for backup and didn't even bother to wait for the backup to show up before he even initiated what he did. Mm. And so, a- absolute breaking of protocol, by the way. 
So San Antonio, and this happened in San Antonio, Texas. This was in San Antonio, Texas. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, let me make sure. I, uh, yeah, yeah. This was in San Antonio, Texas. Did I say that right? I think you did. I heard San Antonio, Texas. Okay, just making sure. Or Tejas. Right, Tejas. The, <laughs> officer, the officer still in his probationary period was fired after he shot at and injured a 17-year-old boy. This was a 17-year-old kid in a drive-thru. You know, and you got to think about where we are today. You know, you, you, you watch the news, you hear about carjackings, you hear about people, you know, carjacking people at the gas station, you know, at restaurants, you hear about, you know, jogging, all, diff- all different kinds of things. At some point, you got to put yourself in someone else's, you know, in someone else's shoes, you know, and say, you know what? Maybe they may think I'm someone else and not, you know, mm-hmm. a police officer, especially if I'm shining a light in their freaking face. Yeah. Where they can't see me or make out. Who in the, the middle of the night. Who in the world I am at night. At night. What a concept. So the teenager, Eric Cantu, is hospitalized with multiple gunshot wounds. His attorney, Brian Powers, said uh, Saturday that Cantu is fighting for his life. This kid is fighting for his dear life. Probably is doesn't even know why he was being shot. Still to this point, I bet you he doesn't even realize. When he comes to, he's not going to realize that this was a police officer that actually shot me. He's going to think someone was trying to carjack me, steal my car, and they shot me. Yep. Is what he's probably thinking. More than likely. Officer identified as James Brennand responded to the fast food eatery on Blanco Road around 10.45 p.m., Sunday for an unrelated disturbance call. Unrelated. That's the big deal. Unrelated. He just happened to notice his car on the corner of his eyeball. As the officer attempted to gather information from witnesses, he noticed a vehicle that had evaded him the day before as the officer attempted to stop because the registered license plate did not match the actual vehicle. And Captain Lisa Campus, the department's training commander, said in a video statement, the car driven by Cantu was not the subject of a disturbance call at the McDonald's, according to campus. The officer, believing the car was stolen, called for cover, but approached the vehicle before other officers arrived. She said campus said the officer abruptly opened the driver's door and ordered Cantu to get out. Police body camish, uh, camera footage released thank by Thank God the- for that, by the way. Pardon my French for using that word, but thank goodness that the body cam footage was there. Otherwise, this could uh, this could have been a completely falsified report. We have never known the truth. And Cantu was sitting in his driver's seat eating at McDonald's uh, hamburger, and 17-year-old girl was in the passenger seat. Get out of the car, the officer says. Uh, Cantu, the video shows, and you, when you watch this video, you're going to see this. Cantu put the car in reverse with the driver's door still open and backed up. Campus said, Campus said, adding the officer was hit by the open door. The officer then stepped back, opened fire on the vehicle as the driver reversed away from him. And multiple gunshots can be heard in the video as this, as the maroon car backs away and the driver's door closes. More shots are fired as the car flees the parking lot. And Cantu and his passengers were found about a block away. The passenger was not injured. Police have not said if the car was in the fact stolen, which says a lot. Because mm-hmm. at this point, we would know if that vehicle was stolen. Yep. And I bet you it was not. Police charged Cantu with evading a det- detention with a vehicle and assault on a p- police officer. The charges were dismissed. Online court record shows and the case is closed, which tells me that car was not stolen. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talkin'. 
Hey, this is AWR Hawkins, Breitbart News, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. Okay, so we're back. And let's go to Oak Ridge, Texas. Down in Coffin County. Population 524 in 2010. Yeah, it's going to be outside of Dallas there, between Dallas and Canton, Texas. You know, Canton, that's where we go and, you know, they do those um, nice little, like, nice sales. You can buy different, you know, different stuff. A lot of (laughs) A lot of antiques. Mm-hmm. Huge antique sale in Canton, Texas. I love Canton. Love Canton, Texas. Uh, but yeah, let's 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 go to Oak Ridge here. Oak Ridge, Texas. So switching from south uh south police problems up to north police problems. Look I know. at this. What's, Look at this. What is going on? Okay, so law Tex- enforcement is off the hook these days. Texas police chief arrested after allegedly soliciting a minor for prostitution. Mm. God's gonna get you for that. A police chief in Texas was arrested on Thursday. After allegedly soliciting prostitution from a minor, Thomas Peoples, 55, was the was the police chief. I like that. Was the police chief in Oak Ridge, Texas. He was arrested in Arlington on Thursday and charged with solicitation of prostitution from a person under 18. So police in Arlington said that the juvenile reported an incident involving Peoples and he was arrested. And so, man. Mm-mm-mm-mm. First, we have an officer breaking protocol, shooting people who may actually be the wrong individual that he was actually looking for in the first place. Yeah. Up uh, to, um, let's see, uh, solicitation of a minor? I'm just curious, in this next Texas legislature session, if we're going to come up with a process to make sure that we hold law enforcement accountable for things they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all we're saying is just, you know, they need to be held to the same laws, the same, you know, regulations, everything that regular civilians are held As the average Joe, you and me. That's right. And and actually, and to be honest with you, they should be held to a higher higher standard. Yes, a higher, much, (laughs) oh my gosh. If I'm a truck driver, I'm a truck driver, I'm driving across country, I have a commercial driver's license, you're held to a much higher Higher standard standard because you're a commercial driver, you used to drive in the road, road, you, you know the rules of the road, you're held to a much higher standard. More importantly, you know how to handle, you've been taught how to handle a big rig 10 times the size of a normal vehicle. So you should know better. Mm-hmm. So if you if you mess up, the hand of the law comes down on you hard. Even if you're driving your private vehicle, mm-hmm. your personal car, you're held to a much higher standard. Because of your, your per- CDL. That's right, because you're a commercial driver's license. So... It should be the same thing for law enforcement. But I'm not even saying that. I'm not even going to go that far. I'm not going to say hold them to a higher standard. I'm just saying hold them to a freaking standard. Exactly. I'm saying a standard. A standard. Who was the uh, Who was the um, representative, the guy running for office, uh, who wanted to do accountability for law enforcement? Who was that again? In District 1. District 1? No, District 2. District 2. Oh, so you got me. You caught me off guard there. <laughs> I totally forgot. Sorry, he forgot his name. Uh, he forgot your name, whoever you are. Um, he's an absolute baka sometimes, I swear. <laughs> baka meaning dummy in Japanese. You'll have to forgive my anime uh, fixation. <laughs> uh, Clinton Rary. Thank you That's very right. Much. Clinton Rary. Clinton Rary. It came to me. Clinton Rary. 
That's right. So that's right. Clinton Rary. Definitely want to vote for Clinton Rary because, you know, we're talking about uh, transparency, cleaning up Boston. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, beatings will begin once the camera goes off. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> All right. All right. So what else are we going to talk about today? Let's let's get into there see. was a Colorado officer with the train tracks Wait, again. Hold on before we go ahead. Before we do that, let's talk about Kanye West. What about Kanye West now? Kanye. Kanye says something about the Jewish community. You just can't do stuff like that, <clears> Kanye. <throat> you can't do that. You can't mention, you can't do that. Okay? Uh, only so- here, you know how it works in the, uh, in the in those communities? You can only make fun of yourself and those in the members in the community. We can do that. I can do that. I am part Jewish. I can get away with making boxcar jokes. <laughs> so Kanye West has been making headlines in the last week for his controversial Yeezy fashion show, his Instagram statement, and his comments to Tucker Carson and Fox News. And now he is being called out for his statements regarding the Jewish community. On Friday... Kanye West, who changed his legal name to Ye, 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 uh, began posting screenshots of text messages between him and rapper Diddy. That's P. Diddy, or Sean Combs. He shared a <laughs> screenshot of a text allegedly from, uh, from P. Diddy or Sean Combs in which he says, I didn't like our convo. I'm selling these teas. Nobody gets in between me and my money. The T's in questions are Yee's controversial White Lives Matter shirts. So, um, so Kanye West. Let you know, me go co- ahead and make a statement real quick. Co- I'm in the belief that all lives matter. So, which he showcased at his brand Yeezy fashion show in Paris earlier this week, the shirts sparked a whirlwind of a black, bl- I'm sorry, backlash. <laughs> for the phrase, which instigated some of Yee's Instagram tirades in recent days. According to the text on Yee's Instagram, Diddy allegedly asked to meet with him face-to-face and said, let's stop playing these in- internet games. And don't feel threatened. You'll be fine. Just love. Yee's response text read, this ain't a game. I'm going to use you as an example to show the Jewish people that told you to call me that no one can threaten or influence me. Mm-mm. I told you this was war. Now go and get you some business. (laughs) Boy, let me tell you. Mm -mm. He got the wrong kind of business, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, so he's going to learn what canceled really means. Because Kanye is about ready to get, he's going to ready to get canceled right about now. I'm telling you right now. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to get canceled. (laughs) You're going to find out the hard way. So everybody say bye bye to Kanye. He's done now. You're not going to hear from him for quite a while. Bye, Kanye. Bye now. Go now. <laughs> Y'all come back now. <laughs> he is gone. Gone, gone, gone. Oh, boy. Gone like a French train. Gone like a renegade. <laughs> he like, bye, Kanye. Bye, Kanye. Bye, it's like a Kanye. good thing and he ain't coming back. Kanye? <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, so let's see. What else are we going to talk about? There was a Colorado, uh, that lady who left her, uh, who left her, um, who was it? Her, um, alleged suspect in the back of a police car while oh a train. All- I, I need to save that one. Okay. Let me get the Brianna Taylor. Yes. Brianna Taylor. Yeah. Let's get to that one first. And then we'll go to Colorado. Cause that, that, that one in Colorado just, just, just hurt Oof. me to the core. Uh, but Brianna Taylor, I don't know if you guys heard about this. So the Brianna Taylor warrant details deepen and it shows a mistrust 
Oh, man, we got to go. Ah, talking about law enforcement again. Louisville, Kentucky. So recent revelations about the search warrant that led to Brianna Taylor's death have reopened old wounds. Now, if you don't know, you don't remember Brianna Taylor. She was an EMS worker where she was living in an apartment and the police were looking for her ex-boyfriend, her former boyfriend, and they thought that he was actually in her apartment this one particular night. The night that this happened was on March 13th of 2020. March 13th of 2020 was the day that the country shut down from COVID. Mm-hmm. Everything shut down. You know, we're you're closing. Everyone stay home. Do not come out of your house. And everyone freaked out and ran to the freaking gun store to buy a gun. Yep. March oh, 13th. Gun Mageddon. So, so the police in Louisville, Kentucky, decide to go get a warrant. The problem is they falsified the warrant to get the judge to sign it. Hold up. What? Yeah, boy. They falsified the warrant. And so now former Louisville officer Kelly Goodlett admitted in federal court that she and another officer falsified information in this warrant. They confirmed to many, including the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland, that Taylor never should have been visited by armed officers on March 13th of 2020. Who is getting arrested? Please tell me somebody's getting arrested. So protest leaders who took to the streets in Kentucky, largest city after she was fatally shot by police, said Goodlit confession confirms their suspicion that Louisville police can't be trusted and that systemic issues run deep. They say officers abused demonstrators after the botch raid and that their her fatal shooting is just one of many reasons why the community remains worried. This is going to cause a problem. All you have to do is hold them accountable. That's mm-hmm. all you have to do. I will say this. It's typically not the boots on the ground who get the orders out of the big issue. It is the people writing the warrants. It is the people putting the uh, putting them on the street in the first place. And, uh, we, it is everybody in power. That is where your major issue is. And in Colorado, man, in Colorado, how does a lady get arrested in Colorado? Gets pulled out of her vehicle. The police officer stopped her on the train tracks, pulled her out of her vehicle, put her in handcuff her, put her in their police vehicle that's on the train tracks, and a train comes along and hits the vehicle. I, I have no words. Get off the first thing. Get uh, Don't pull them over on the railroad tracks. Pull them over afterwards or tell them keep moving. As always. It's like post office. Don't pull into the post office. Pull in one block later. More guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.